unborn babies who did nothing wrong aren't in the image of God. No, they're, they're Nobody cares about that. Emma's 13, man. They're angels. Mm-hmm. Welcome to A Couple Thoughts Podcast. Thanks for listening, guys and gals. I'm Natalie Hernandez. And um, Chris Hernandez. She got the Hernandez from me. I did get the Hernandez from him. Mm-hmm. I did indeed. We have we are in a marriage covenant. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And um, we've got drinks, and I don't mean like woo drinks and spirits, but um, we have the Holy Spirit. What up? Two one two. Anyway, sorry. Office reference slash New York reference slash. What are you drinking? Me yeah. first. Yeah, okay. you first. Uh, I am drinking Welch's. Family farmer owned, USA grown grapes, no sugar added, non-GMO, one twenty percent DV, vitamin C, one hundred percent grape juice, Concord grape. It's a blend of Concord and other grape juices from concentrate with added ingredients. Wow, that is some serious grape juice right there. And I'm drinking out of the container itself because this is America and I can just. Drinking out of that, just like an ape there. There he goes. Mm-hmm. Downing it. This is a king in his kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking tea. It's called Red Rose Tea. And it's the original flavor. 100% full-bodied black tea. Given to me by my soon-to-be sister-in-law. What? I have what? a soon-to-be sister-in-law. Shout this is out. public now on the air. This is on the internet. This is on the internet. My brother is engaged. Shout out to Joey. I am sipping on my tea in a delightful little cup that says San Diego on it, and it belonged to my grandmother, so it's probably from like the 80s or something. Hmm. But anyway, yeah. That's a pretty cool cup. It is a pretty cool cup. San Diego is also pretty cool. I've only been there, what, once, twice? I forget. Yeah, and when I was little, we only went to the zoo, so I don't really remember anything else. Did I play in San Diego? Why were we there? We were there for some meeting. The Did call, I, play it? I Did think. I play it? I don't think so. I don't think so. No. I don't think we played the call San Diego. <clears throat> but San Diego's beautiful, and um, I don't know, POD's there, John Foreman's <laughs> there. Yeah, what else do you need? Um, Future Forestry's near there, so basically, if yeah. you were born and raised somewhere around San Diego, you will be a successful musician. Uh-huh. End of podcast. Take that advice and run with it. If you want to be a musician, go be reborn in San Diego. <laughs> Things will work out much better than they are for you now, I'm sure. Or if they're working out for you, then I'm glad you're from San Diego. <laughs> Those are the options. Wait, we're not from San Diego. Oh, right, right, right. But then right. again, we're not success- successful <laughs> musicians. <laughs> so, so there you go. My point is made. Boom. Facts. I was born in L.A., which clearly, I guess you can't be. Anyway. What are we talking about today? We're going to talk about feelings, nothing more than feelings. Sorry, I really wanted to do it with the song. (laughs) And I didn't want to find the song clip because that's really the only relevant part of the song. We're going to talk about feelings, um, the importance of them, but also the importance of controlling them and not letting them control you. Mm -hmm. These are just things I've been musing on. So, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping our audience by now has figured... We don't always really plan out these things. <laughs> so what? so hopefully there'll be nuggets of something in here or it'll just be a bunch of ramblings and then my feelings will be nothing more, more than, than feelings. feelings. Yeah. So we'll see where this goes. Oh, our kid is super cute. So cute. That's current. Yeah, it's, it's like right now she's cute. Yeah, like like in this moment right now and in the moments to come. Super cute. Super cute. Like, beautiful cute. hmm Yeah. We've been getting a lot of cool and fun feedback on our previous podcasts, so that's very exciting. We hope you guys are having fun and thinking more, and uh, so I just want to remind you to keep up the conversation. Yes, it's been what we hoped from this podcast, which is that there would be Productive dialogue, um, sp- not sprouted, but come forth, <laughs> come forth, sprouted, sprouted from these podcasts, come forth from them. I don't know. Insert elegant term here mm-hmm. for that. So that's been cool. That I think that's been happening. 
Speaking of productive dialogue, there's been a lot of um, conversations I've had recently, and 99.9% of them have been pretty great. Um, as far as we can differ on views, but I can share mine, you can share yours with me, and we go back and forth, and we're letting <clears throat> each other speak, we're um, listening to each other's thoughts, we're thinking about them, and we're causing each other to think about the opposing views. And, you know, sometimes I'll say, hey, that's a good point, I'm going to think about that, and vice versa. And I just want to encourage you to keep that up, because the other 0.9% of people, there's been a few out there who I'll challenge them with a question, let's say, and normally you would just respond with your response to my question and maybe a few points, but sometimes it's laced with um, insults or condescension, if that's the word I'm looking for negativity that doesn't really have anything to do with conversation almost just to shut the conversation down mm -hmm. and it's kind of like uh that doesn't really it doesn't really work as far as if we're gonna talk to each other and learn from each other that sort of stuff needs to go and i was on twitter the other day and i was just you know sometimes i like to just scroll around and watch people talk about stuff and uh one guy was on there and he was making some interesting points. And I was like, oh, cool. But I was annoyed by him because he'd make the point and then say an insult and then continue his point. I'm like, I read it without the insult. And I was like, why did you have to put it there? So, for example, it was like, the pen is blue. Why are you such an idiot? Because the pen was made blue. I'm like, okay, like, why did you have to put that? Why are you such an idiot in there? So, like, a person... Like, asked a simple question just to challenge his thought, like, well, what about this? And they're like, they said their point back, like, well, it's because of this, and they could have ended it there, but instead they go, well, it's because of this, why else would it be that way, you idiot? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, did you have to add that? Like, why Why do we have to add that in there? Just say your point, and then move on. Like, it's, it doesn't make, I don't know why people do that, I guess they... Why, why do you think people do that? I think there's arrogance involved, but I also think there's wanting to just shut it down. Like you and I have said, I think a lot of times people just want to hear themselves talk. So they just want to get the point out there, and then it makes them feel better if they made you feel small. That's just classic bullying, and Man. it's one of the easiest forms and the most um, cowardly forms is online because you can hide mm -hmm. behind your computer. So I think a lot of it just comes down to that. And then they want to shut you down and then leave. Yeah, there's people that will, yeah, there's like three different people. The people that don't say anything and just say, well, you just won't understand and then leave. Eh. But then there's people that'll say their point with a bunch of negativity involved that didn't have to be there. And I'm like, but you made good points, but now you make yourself look like an idiot and I don't want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to respond to your points, but if all I'm going to get is insults in your response, I'm not going to talk to you. It's not productive. It's not it's productive. It's just insults. Yeah. And then there's the third people that just do insults and then run away. And they're usually the people that don't have a response. Yeah. But on yeah. Twitter, I was kind of sad because I'm like, this guy's making some good points. But like every third sentence is just an unnecessarily insult to people that were responding to him for no reason. Like, uh, learn grammar. I'm like, just respond. Like, ignore <laughs> that he used your wrong. He was just asking a question, but they're like, uh, of course, blah, 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 my point is made, blah, 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 and use your, learn grammar, go back to grade school, you idiot, like, I wonder, like, do you, I wonder if people think that makes them sound so smarter, because to me, it makes them just sound, it makes me, them sound afraid to me, like, mm -hmm. are you afraid your position isn't good enough that you have to add this insult? Like, w w what's your deal? Like, to yeah. me, it actually makes them sound... Not as intelligent. It definitely makes me not want to talk to them. Oh, yeah. And Even if they make good points back. Yeah. Well, like, a lot well, of times when it's just this. the insults, which I've run across a lot, too, is just mm -hmm. if they're just belittling, belittling you, um, and this is advice to anyone, if you're online or in real life, and the only argument you get back is insults and being belittled, for one, you can't argue against that because they're not making a point. Mm -hmm. There's no productive point. So you don't have to really engage in that. And that, that's when it's one of those things. And we love debate. We love conversation. 
But that's usually the ones that I know, okay, this isn't worth my time. And it's okay to say that. It doesn't mean you're mm-hmm. being mean. It doesn't mean you're, oh, how dare you. You can't engage with everyone. And especially when you're going to just come against a wall like that, you got to mm-hmm. kind of know when, okay. All right, cool. Thanks. It was, mm-hmm. it was nice chatting. Well, it wasn't nice. We chatted. Okay, bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and this isn't to say, don't say negative things online. There's a difference between negative things and insulting things. Like, yeah. Recently in the news, there was that Star Wars chick, I forget her name, mm-hmm. um, who was in the latest Last Jedi, and she closed her Instagram account. It's not proven, but people speculated it's because she got harassed or whatever. Okay, whatever. But it sparked a lot of conversations about being negative online, and I'm a little scared, not scared, maybe skeptical, because, you know, they're borderlining on, instead of, like, don't insult people, they'll go as far as, like, don't say anything negative where you're like, you're almost not allowed to not like this now. Yeah. Like, I didn't like her character, Rose. I thought it was lame. I didn't think she acted very well. And I'm not afraid to say that. But, you know, just because a bunch of people went further and called her ugly or whatever and, you know, were mean to her personally doesn't mean that it doesn't change my opinion. Obviously, I'm sad for her if that really was happening. But it doesn't change my opinion that I didn't think her role was great. Well, it comes down she to acted bad. with all of these things that are coming up, which is people are trying to make everyone moral. They're wanting to parent everybody, and you can't do that. People <laughs> have the mm-hmm. the freedom to be jerks. They just they have that freedom, but it is wrong. I would say mm-hmm. if you went out of your way to go to that Star Wars girl's account to let her know how terrible she was, that is mean and that is wrong. You shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, this is where, like, yeah, if this was my child, I'd be like, you're bullying this kid, and you shouldn't do that. But I can't, le- like, Twitter, it's not Twitter's job to do that to me, mm-hmm. and it's not the government's job to do that to me. So it's like, for one, I think it's more productive to say, I don't know why I'm using that word so much. I got to find another synonym for productive, to call each other out maybe on that and be like, hey, guys. And I think people are trying to do that. Like, hey, let's, Mm -hmm. why don't we be kind to one another? Why don't we have each other's back? Why don't we build each other up instead of tear each other down? I mean, that would be great. And maybe (laughs) if individuals in one another's lives spoke that positivity into one another's lives, but instead we're like, let's just have the government do it or let's just Mm -hmm. have Twitter do it. But that just gets too sticky because Mm -hmm. then it sounds great. Like, oh, great. Well, then we'll, we'll punish all those people who say negative things online but then there's going to come a point where you might say something yeah, negative and, and it's, it's come back it's coming back to policing words and policing yeah. things like that there's got to be a limit where free speech is still free speech mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's not sometimes isn't wrong like if i call you an idiot that's wrong but i should be able to call you an idiot so that the world can see that i'm calling you an idiot so they all know oh that guy's the jerk that guy's the jerk yeah yeah responsible for my own actions yeah I'm on, I'm with you. I, I She personally wasn't my favorite part of the movie, but I never thought, well, now I'm going to make sure she knows it. Like, <laughs> come on. And mm-hmm. I'm like, she might be great in another film. I don't know the girl. Like, why would I go out of my way to mm-hmm. now make her feel so awful? And for one, again, it's that cowardly thing. I'm like, you're all probably 10 times worse performers than she is, so you have no right to be saying... Oh, I mean, you have the right to say it and think it. But where are you coming from? Like, what's your position? Like, who are you? And yeah. and hopefully, you know, unfortunately, she probably wasn't able to do that because it was so much. But if, like, mm-hmm. some... Welcome to Star Wars. I mean, welcome to yeah, Yeah. I mean, this <laughs> they are they, they love their movies, and mm-hmm. and that's fine. But I, I, I would just, yeah, my biggest complaint was just the idiots and jerks. Look at me, name-calling. Mm-hmm. As we're like, oh, don't name-call. No, they were idiots and jerks. To go at, to go out of the way to make her feel bad. That's just what mm-hmm. annoys me. So I, I don't blame her, though. I don't blame her for going off Twitter. And I am sad for her that she went off Twitter. It was Instagram. Oh, Instagram? Was it Instagram? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, that's still speculation. She might have just closed it for other reasons. but Yeah, she might have. But people blew up as far as, like, with that speculation. And then it sparked, like I said, a bunch of conversation about online bullying and stuff, which is... But, I mean, I could see emotion being, you know, just hanging out on Twitter for a while. There's just so much emotions. Yeah. So much just, like, 
yelling at this and arguing at that and this and that and name calling. And it's like, I think you're right with that. It's the safety behind the computer screen. It's like you can say whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm for that right. Yeah. But it's just it's just a light into what our society really is. You know, like I, remember, I think it was Seinfeld or someone did a bit on. Um, it used to be these are the people in their basements that just kind of like <laughs> no one knew about. And now because of the internet, they're all here. So it's like nothing's changed. They're just now have they just now have a voice, and we're discovering like who well, who are who these? Are these? Who are these? Who people? are these mean? Crazy oh, they've people. always been here. <laughs> they're just now they have a voice. I should say. Or, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So there's a really good book called Tactics by Greg Kokel that um, is about defending your Christian faith. But really, it's a great book to learn how to have productive conversations with people regardless of whatever faith. I mean, because some of it's probably just basic um, lessons you learn when you take a debate class or something. But it's a really good book and has been really helpful. And and that's one reason why I think sometimes Chris and I do bring up topics that can be the hot topics. And it's not always just to ruffle feathers. We tease about it, but it's not always. I think sometimes we do feel like these are things that we need to discuss, but we also need to learn how to discuss it. Mm-hmm. And and I, I, it's been so easy for people to dehumanize everyone because of the group identity stuff. Mm-hmm. So they, the same people who are preaching, you know, tolerance and being really kind, happen to be some of the the ones with the meanest things to say and the biting things to say. And that's the danger of the group identity. Is if I don't see a face to you, like you're not Chris and I'm not Natalie. You're a male, and I'm just a female, mm-hmm. or whatever. I'm just trying to think what group whatever I would fit in. Whatever white, section white you female. are, the white female, right? So mother, mother. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. So you're just a you're just a mom, and you're just a male. Mm-hmm. So now, oh, and you're conservative. That we'll put that one. That's the good mm-hmm. one. You're conservative. So now I will now blanket you with the conservative, so you can't think anything different from all the other conservatives, and da 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 da, and. And it's easier to be mean to someone when they don't have a face. But it's like, no, we're here to remind everyone, like, I'm mm-hmm. an individual. And you need to learn to talk to one another as people and not just as yeah. individuals and not just as this group that you want to pin all the sins of the group on. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it doesn't work that way. So it has been encouraging, though, to see that there have been, on some of our hotter topics, the 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 conversations that we've seen on there, I don't feel like anyone was ever rude or harsh or unnecessarily mean or mm-hmm. everyone's points um, were really well thought out. And and I was glad to see that because like we said in the very, very first podcast we ever did is we used to think differently than we do now. We might think differently 10 years from now, you know, about certain things because we don't want to just shut it down the conversation and mm-hmm. not listen and it's really easy for people to shut down conversations now. And we've mm-hmm. given people a lot of excuses on why they can shut down a conversation. And, you know, because maybe they don't like the topic or maybe it makes them uncomfortable or maybe it messes with their feelings a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it's still an important conversation to have. So to segue into the emotions thing and why I've been thinking about this it's sad that when the older generations look at the our generation, the millennials, which, side note, I just discovered recently I was a millennial. Somehow I thought we weren't. Mm. I thought we had missed it somehow, but I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> a, a lot of times we're described as you hear the common snowflakes or um, we're emotional, we're whiny. And to a lot of degrees, that's true. <laughs> Very true. Sorry to say. <laughs> so, dear my generation, what can we do differently? Uh-huh. Why is the older generation feeling the need to treat us like toddlers when we're in our 20s? So well, something needs to... It seems like a lot of times we act like it. Um, especially with emotion. We get so emotional about the smallest things. Yeah. You know, it's like, I mean, you could say even road rage, someone cuts you off, you get all emotional and ah, it's like, you know, calm down, guy. It's okay. Um, But then someone says something on Twitter, like, whatever, 
and then you flip out and whine and then boycott and then people are getting fired because one person said one small little thing whether that thing was good or bad doesn't matter let's ruin their life let's ruin their life my because feelings of emotion, were hurt my feelings were hurt therefore their life must be ruined yes we have put feelings on this crazy high pedestal mm-hmm. it's trump's everything i'm like you can't say that word by the way oh trump oh what trump that offends me <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Does the word Trump have any? <laughs> you can't use that word properly in context. <laughs> I'm offended by it. Therefore, I must boycott you and have you fired. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Uh, they've, they put um, feelings first. It's, instead of protecting our human rights, they're protecting our feelings, sometimes at the cost of our rights, mm-hmm. such as speech. Yeah. You know, or uh, baking a cake. Is it because we have it so good now on Earth, or not? I shouldn't say, shouldn't say on Earth. Yeah, in America. In America, a lot. Most of us have it so good, especially the ones that are the whiniest, mm-hmm. that they need some drama in their life. So they got to go find something to complain about, or, or maybe they're really just that sensitive because I don't know why, but like, <gasps> how dare you hurt my feelings, or how dare you call me by my wrong name. Yeah. Or whatever I want to identify as, or how dare you, whatever. The responsibility is always on you now, the other (gasps) person. It's not on me. I now can put it on you. You have to deal with the fact that I'm hurt. I don't. I heard this the other day. So there was a coffee shop closed at 9 p.m., but right around 9, a person walked in. And they're like, okay, you're going to be our last customer. You know how it is, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're going to be our last customer. No more after this. We're closed, right? couple minutes later, someone else walks in. Oh, sorry. This is our last customer. You know, we're closed. <gasps> How dare you? Like, whack, wow, lady. But she really was like, How dare you do this to me? You know, I am entitled to get served after closing time. <laughs> because you let this one person in a minute after and said, there's, You know, they just they flipped out, right? And of course... I left out a little detail. The first person was white, and the second person was black. True story. Of course, it has to be racism, right? It has to be. It has to be discrimination. So, of course, the employees were fired. And when the boss was asked, the manager, the owner, whatever, um, he told them, or told the article or the news, whatever, that he knows that his employees that he fired weren't racist and they weren't acting out in racism Mm -hmm. but he says i fired them anyways because the lady took it as racism (gasps) so we're literally at a point where it's not even about being racist it's about if the other person feels like they're being racist against it doesn't even matter if you're racist or not or your intent intent doesn't matter anymore now it matters if their feelings were hurt or if they felt in a bad way you should, your life should be destroyed and you're wow. not fired. A true story. That is. I got some of the details wrong, like whether it's coffee shop or time. But true story, the boss, the manager literally said, I know they're not racist. They're great people, but I had to fire them because their actions made that person feel bad and sad. That is the like, worst even though that of wasn't, feelings. Even though that wasn't their intent. And wow. he admitted it. He knew it wasn't their intent to be racist or to make her feel bad. But because she did, they still had to be fired. Wow insane that is crazy yeah and this is why safe spaces i've actually read both sides of it in the importance of safe spaces and those who are saying why safe spaces are ruining us but and why are they why are they positive tell me what people are thinking as far as these safe spaces i really don't know like what what are they hoping to get out of this they're hoping to get a place where they can meet with other people like them without f- having to feel <laughs> I don't know how to... <laughs> That's um, really weird. Okay, isn't it? here. Feel challenged maybe? Insulted? I don't know. They can just be themselves in this area. What another woman who's an educator was saying, she's actually a professor. Um she was saying that 
what I like what I feel, which is that safe spaces aren't actually teaching us to deal with the offenses that we have or the problems that we have with one another. It is a retreat. Mm-hmm. And if you anyone knows this, if that's that's you know when you if you treat a child like that, like you never make them take responsibility or you never make them face the things that hurt them. Mm-hmm. Um, even I, I, I am a hundred percent for teaching children how to process through feelings. Feelings are, we all have them and they are, I'm not saying they are invalid and I'm not saying that you're not genuinely feeling unsafe or that you're not genuinely feeling hurt or offense, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that we can now just like you said, ruin someone's life or something. We still have to learn how to, to handle those emotions and control those emotions and and handle them in a healthy way. So I think some people might think maybe that's what safe spaces are doing, but back to the toddler thing, this is why our generation is compared to that because they are treating them like toddlers and we should be past that stage mm-hmm. when we're in college. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's just my opinion, but I feel like 20s, 30s, 40s, you should be continually maturing. <laughs> And your professors shouldn't be treating you like they treat toddlers. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't. And for one, that's not their job. That was your parents' job. It's not theirs. Sorry. It's not the world's job to raise you. It's not the village, Hillary. Sorry to raise a child. It's your parent. So so we've got, we've got these, you know, the whiny generation or whatever, and the new church, and it is. It's like a religion is intersectionality. But the contradiction comes in with intersectionality, which is, which in the simplest form just means victim Olympics. That's the simplest definition I can give. We <laughs> could go more into it. But the contradiction is a lot of people who promote intersectionality also would say we don't want to compare each other's pain because we don't want to say that your pain's invalid compared to mine because mine was more. Mm-hmm. And I 100% agree with that which is why I have a problem with intersectionality. I feel like if you just lost a child and someone else just lost a parent, we don't compare that kind of pain because that's those are both pain. And I don't like when people do that. People say, oh, yeah, I know I'm really, really sad and I'm going through something hard, but it's it's nothing compared to what so-and-so goes through. And I'm like, well, no, don't do that. Don't belittle yourself or belittle your pain. Your pain still matters and you still are valuable. So you don't have to compare one another. It's mm-hmm. okay to be sad in this moment. Back to the the feelings being hurt and the worship of feelings. Like everyone, almost everyone, even whether you're Christian or not Christian, everyone respects Jesus. Everyone likes Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I have heard so many quotes (laughs) describing him, like proudly. These people aren't Christian or anything, but they proudly describe how awesome Jesus is Mm and that he was like a hippie and he probably would have smoked weed. Like literally, these are the (laughs) things that they say. And I can't. People like to promote the Jesus that they want to promote, though. Yes. They don't want to promote the actual Jesus. No, uh uh. And that's the thing. I wish I still had it, but, uh, and it's a friend of mine. She's a good friend. She shared this ridiculous post like that, basically, like describing Jesus. And it was, I'm like, okay, sure, that sounds great. (laughs) Have you read the Bible? Have you read what Jesus said? And now, that's like, okay, that's under spend animal. These people aren't Christians. They're not reading the Bible daily. But then Christians, they're promoting the same mm-hmm. nice Jesus. He <laughs> he wouldn't want to hurt your feelings. And I'm like, here's the bottom line. Jesus wouldn't want to hurt your feelings. That's funny. <laughs> that is funny. Bottom line, your feelings don't trump truth. Truth is what's most important. Mm-hmm. And sometimes... Me hearing the truth hurt my feelings. <gasps> I know we touched on it in the first episode. I know we touched on this. But I yeah, I had to just keep chewing on it. Because in my own life, I am trying to see... I'm trying to process all this, so forgive me if I'm rattling on a little bit. But we are to mourn with those who mourn. We're to rejoice with those who rejoice. I believe in that. And I've, I've been there. I've had people crying with me and me crying with them and we absolutely need that and mm-hmm. we need to be able to do that that is not what we're talking about like legit your feelings are going to go through things and you're going to have emotions and that is valid but there comes a time but yeah where is the time when <laughs> you gotta say hey suck it up <laughs> suck it up and there's times that you gotta do that <laughs> there are times and that may 
hurt your feelings. But you know what? Suck it up. Like, Jesus wasn't always nice, even. Wait, what? Uh, didn't he Didn't he call everyone <laughs> great people? He never compared anyone to animals. Or, or yeah. Unlike someone we know <laughs> who called these wonderful, decent human beings Made in the animals. image of God. Can you believe that this... <laughs> he who shall not be named... <laughs> that is called. He's basically Voldemort. He's Voldemort. He called these people that God has created animals. Oh my God! Can you believe that? And the the church has. Do you guys jumped, hear the sarcasm? The church has jumped on this so hard, and I'm like, of all the things, yeah, seriously. in this world that are so unjust, and we love that word, injustice. Uh-huh. There's so much of it, <laughs> and we're focusing. But they spend so much time on this one little thing. Animals are technically better than the people he's described and that's 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 true they're monsters yeah animals don't do that to other animals they're scumbags yeah it's an insult to animals and they are made in the image of god but their actions are not their anti-christ actions exactly so that's not out so far-fetched and for one we have we have said that i've heard that phrase before no one has ever cared, <laughs> ever. But they need to write 10 blogs about it, how Jesus would have never done that, and how, oh my gosh, everyone. I'm talking to you, Relevant. It's always you, Relevant. You're always getting on my nerves. Relevant Magazine. And lots of people, Christians, are like, oh, I just can't. Yeah, oh yeah. So like like pastors I follow on Twitter and everything, like I can't believe we need to talk about how wrong Trump was to compare Ms. 13 to, to animals. So here's here's where emotions comes in. People get emotional and it blinds them from for one, facts. A it wasn't poor immigrants he was talking about. Mm-mm. You know, it was the evil scumbags in Ms. 13. And if so it blinds you from that and it also blinds you from thinking rationally. If you get so emotional because of your hatred for Trump, let's be real here. That's all it is. Yeah. They're just looking for something to hate on him for. They don't really care. No. They don't these care pe- about These people the love animals more than people. A yeah. thousand percent. They love abortion. <laughs> it is murder. They love it. Give it to me. I want it. And then they ha- they all have pets that I swear that they're treating better than any child mm-hmm. in foster care is getting treated right now. Nobody cares. But it's because he said it. Mm-hmm. Everyone's freaking out. But it was the church that I'm like, really, guys? Yeah, really, guys? This is this is the thing you're worried about right now? This is it, huh? Okay. Like, this is, this is where you want to fight? This is where you want to write blogs, spend hours debating and tweeting and like trying to like feel like you're so you're so much better than this <laughs> president guy who calls him animals who and, you are more than welcome to call a nazi mm-hmm. a racist and an animal a massage you're welcome to call him any degrading thing you want to but if he calls he's not made in the image of god chris he's oh, yeah, not made in the image of god I forgot yeah you're forgetting only ms13 <laughs> Unborn babies who did nothing wrong aren't in the image of God. No, they're, they're nobody cares about that. Emma's thirteen, man, they're angels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we gotta protect their dignity. Protect their dignity. Wow. See, look at you. You made us waste moments on our podcast because of this. I hope you're happy, world. Come on, world. <laughs> we're like, yeah, everyone's wasting time on this, and here we are ranting. About. Exactly. <laughs> That's what you've made me become. But really, it's it's really the church I'm more angry at properly angry with my proper emotion um that they you know jumped on this with no facts and no reasoning and then they brought jesus into it my friend jesus uh hey guys leave my friend jesus out of your stupid blogs because jesus never called anyone a brood of vipers he never did or you ever know, whitewash tombs whitewash tombs come on guys a dog for eating a the crumbs off of our table <laughs> yeah think for a second guys like seriously think for a second just think Stop with your emotional, oh my gosh, something to attack Trump because I hate Trump so much. Stop with that emotion. Think logically. Think with facts. Think rationally. And then choose your battles. Like, there's so much worse stuff going on in the world right now that you could be thinking about and writing blogs about and thinking you're spreading the good news about. No one cares about this. Okay? Move on. So, okay, so we've covered that Jesus wasn't always nice, right? Have we covered that? Because uh, Jesus wasn't yeah. always nice. So, does love 
always look like being nice because that's what is being asked now is that we always be nice because that's always the loving thing to do is be nice. Well, but it's, it's the nice because love is always nice, quote unquote, but you have to define what nice means. And to them, nice means not hurting feelings. But to us, nice means telling it like it is so you can become a better person. Yes. Now, I, I do think it depends on who it's coming from. True. And how it's coming. Because if a random stranger came out and called me out on my crap, even if they're right, I might be like, who are you and why are you telling me this? The reason I'm even bringing this up is, and this is honest, I'm, I'll get real here. Because, I mean, I, I know I'm not the most naturally sensitive person. Things don't hurt my feelings as much as they do other friends. So I've had to learn to to adjust to realize they are, they're different than me. And that's, I need to, to um, understand them and be empathetic and see where they're coming from. And being sarcastic isn't always the road to take. As fun as it is, a lot of times it can be used to belittle and hurt people. And Mm -hmm. that's not proper. And that's not good. There is a way that we must work with one another that is um, kind and loving and all those things. But yet, there are going to be times that we have to challenge one another. And I think there are going to be times that love requires not always being what we consider nice. Mm Mm-hmm. There's always going to be the someone who evokes the the Christian card and silences it when I'm like, but this was the issues that we need to deal with. This is the stuff we need to talk about. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to be mean for bringing it up. But the sermon was really good today. Shout out to Pastor Will. It was really good. And he's talking about the scriptures we take out of context, which is one of my favorite topics, which I'm sure we're going to come get to you guys on one of these podcasts mm-hmm. because... I legit am into that. So anyway, but he was talking about the um, contentment. So a lot of times the attitude of millennials that they are entitled to all these things. Where's your contentment with what you have? Why do you feel you deserve all of this that you didn't earn? Or why Mm -hmm. do you feel like you deserve, yeah, all these things that you didn't work for? Where's the being content with you when you have little and content when you have much? And he shared a story of a guy who was in a Nazi concentration camp and survived. And when they asked him, you know, how he survived, and I'm going to, again, I'm going to Natalie quote this thing out because I left the quote upstairs and I don't feel like going to get it. But his point was, he said, they can take everything away from you, everything, but they can't take away your attitude. That's paraphrasing. Mm -hmm. And I thought, man, that is really good because we're letting... We're letting this worship of emotions and feelings take our contentment away. We're letting it, we're, we're having everyone saying you're allowed to feel all these things and everyone should have to adjust to what you're feeling mm-hmm. instead of us taking the responsibility and be like, you know what, this, this situation I'm in isn't ideal. I, I, I wish I wasn't in this situation. I'm in, or maybe I'm in a genuinely hard situation, like a concentration camp, <laughs> you whiny millennials. Just kidding. After I was saying, don't compare pain. Okay, whatever. You might genuinely be in a lot of pain. I believe that you are. (laughs) But a big thing that's important is self-control and not letting emotions take over you, but you Mm -hmm. control your emotions and your attitude. And there's times that there's always something I feel like we can be grateful for. I'm not saying life's not going to suck and there's going to be times that you can't see the Mm -hmm. silver lining. There's Those moments are there and those are real and defining moments but i'm like if this guy can keep a positive attitude because that's something they can't take away from him it does give it us a harder time finding an excuse for our entitlement or our excuse for holding on to our hurt feelings mm-hmm. and just waving those over everybody like here's my hurt feeling here's my hurt feeling here's my Here's my flag of oppression. Here's my flag of mm-hmm. where I've been hurt. Here's my flag how I've been wronged. I think having a good attitude through your situations helps your decision-making to get out of the situation. Making decisions with your emotions out of control is is a pretty bad recipe. Yeah. Um, such as the school shootings were going on. So we're all in this crappy situation. We shouldn't let our emotions of how sad that is fuel or dictate our decision makings to help make it better. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with 
suicide. There's a lot of them happening right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we shouldn't get too emotional and forget to make sure we we show suicide for what it is. It is a bad thing, you know. We I know we were sad when Robin Williams died, but then there was mm-hmm. that meme that went around of him or as the genie, and it said like, "Fly away, genie, you're free." You know, and mm-hmm. it had him smiling, kind of thing. You're free now, kind of thing. It's totally inaccurate because, and it, and it paints it in a wrong way. You yeah. know, like, no, we shouldn't be saying now. Now he's free because then other people will be like, "Oh, okay, I need oh, to so, be free yeah. now. I'm gonna go kill myself." Like, no, we yeah. need that. I feel like that meme was made out of emotion. You're so sad and you want to cope, so you make this really great emotion to make you think like, "Okay, Robin Williams is in a better place," yeah. which maybe he is. We all hope he is, but we shouldn't. That you know, that was a bad decision to I think make that meme go viral because I think it would influence other people yeah. who are depressed to be like, oh, I can find freedom in suicide. Yeah, and that is absolutely wrong. We need to make sure with all these suicides going on that instead of us, you know, emotionally being sad and and for them, we need to um, step back a second and be like, okay, how can we help people in my life? Who's in my life right now that may need Help, yeah. Help. And we need to make sure we know that everyone knows suicide is not the answer. Yeah. Period. Yeah. A lot of times people say, you don't understand, you can't understand, you don't understand. I've seen that in, you know, just mm-hmm. the the comments when talking about depression, which leads to suicide. Well, you can't understand. And I was thinking about that phrase, and I was like, you know, it's really kind of selfish in a way. Because it's saying no matter whatever pain you've been through and they might not even know what you've been through there's no way you could understand what i'm going through because i'm the only one who's ever experienced this Mm -hmm. and i'm the only one who's ever really been hurt and i'm the only one i'm me 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 Mm -hmm. and i and i never thought of it like that but i was just thinking about that i was like you know it really is it's a selfish way of thinking because yeah you're hurt Again, it goes back to that. We mm-hmm. got to stop doing this hurt comparison, this hurt, this victim Olympics. Mm-hmm. We got to stop it because it doesn't matter whose pain is worse. Necessarily. I, there's no way to measure that. Mm-hmm. Pain is pain. Hurt is hurt. And suffering is suffering. If we really want to help each other to stop suffering and stop hurting, we have to stop comparing one another and, and, and wearing that mantle so proudly. Mm-hmm. Like... Uh, <sighs> It's just, it's, you're putting yourself in a position to fail when you glorify your pain over your triumph. Like, mm-hmm. if I'm hurting and I'm in a place where I'm low, and that can happen, and you've got to ask for help. No one's saying you're a, you're a wuss for being in this position. No one, I would never think that. It's like, no, you probably have a legitimate reason, or you have a chemical imbalance, whatever it is that you're depressed. For one, like he said, suicide's not the answer, though. We must learn to take responsibility, and even in our own suffering and our own hurt, taking responsibility. I'm like, I'm not a professional, but I had a girl I was talking to, and she was asking me really, really tough questions. She's like, I'm suicidal. What do I do? And she didn't know me that well. I didn't know her, but she wanted to talk to me about this. So I was like, I'm in this position, and I don't worry everyone who's scared, who knows me, who's like, oh, no, what would you say? No, I made sure to tell her she should see a professional. But I said, but in the meantime... I said, maybe volunteer somewhere, maybe go help some people who are in need, Mm -hmm. because when a lot of times with depression, it is very easy, and I'm not saying this is wrong, but I'm saying it is very easy to look into oneself because the pain is so debilitating or whatever that we don't see the world around us. But I think if we take our eyes off ourselves and look around to who needs us, you'll start being distracted By helping someone else mm-hmm. and doing for someone else that maybe you'll stop thinking about your situation or how depressed you are or how, how hurt you've been. And it's a place to start. I'm not saying, okay, then everything will be fixed. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to say that. But do look around and look to other people because anything we can do to get our eyes off ourselves would really help. And and that is especially hard. Again, back to the poor millennials. It is ex- especially hard for us because we've grown up with Facebook and with social mm-hmm. media and a very narcissistic culture is, mm-hmm. who's telling us we're number one, who's telling us to praise ourselves, who's telling us to only look out for us, who's telling us that that what we've been through matters more than anything else. So if mm-hmm. anyone hurts you or offends you a little bit or cuts you off on the road or cuts you off at the grocery store in line, 
that how dare you do that to me mm-hmm. so it is a big enough problem because we need to recognize that this happened and never mind that the other person might not have known you were there the other person might have also been having a bad day and mm-hmm. accidentally cut you off on in the road because you know they just got a phone call that changed their life forever mm-hmm. we don't know and it, i mean it's impossible to always think of everyone around you always i'm like i get it that's impossible and i've said this before and i'll say it again it is proven that you actually lose iq when you get really angry and outraged, you you get dumber. And I've seen that. I've literally seen. Oh, yeah. yeah. I have mm-hmm. with my own eyes. <laughs> Wait, seen, not me. Not you. No, this is not Chris. This is not Chris. This is in the workplace. I just remembered her story. <laughs> so I was like, oh, yeah. I saw a very smart person when this smart person, who most of the time I had respect for, would get really, really enraged, very irrational. The things they'd say were not things mm-hmm. they'd normally say when they weren't angry. And I, it was Especially like a different person. Yeah, it was like t- seeing Twitter in real life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and on Twitter, you're like, well, no wonder you're not making sense. You're so angry that you can't process. And you you didn't even see what I said. Mm-hmm. I actually agreed with you on this point, but you couldn't even see it because you're so mad. You were ready to be mad. You were ready to be mad at the mm-hmm. gate. It doesn't help people. It's not. It's not going to help us. Mm-hmm. Make the world better. Mm-mm. So anyways, that was our thoughts on emotions and stuff. Did you want to read the thing you got from Summer to end it? Oh, yeah. Okay, so I was already thinking about all this, right? Sheologians, and then shout out. She, yeah, shout out to Sheologians. Summer Yeager is um, one of the hosts of Sheologians, a great podcast. And I'd already been thinking about this, right? And then I read this like right before we did the podcast. And I was like, hmm, this kind of ties in. So I'll end with this. Go check them out. They're pretty cool. She says, I'd like to take a moment and double down on something. In the same way that it is unloving and untruthful not to call abortion what it is, murder, it is unloving to act as though suicide isn't murder. We don't have to deny that a woman considering abortion is hurting, but it does not excuse her action. We don't have to pretend depression isn't real, but that doesn't excuse suicide. The world argues against that out of fear of offending and a commitment to human autonomy. But we aren't free to do as we please without consequence. And when you put feelings ahead of truth, you're speaking more like the world than a redeemed rebel committed to God's glory. We'll end with that. Let us know any of your your comments, questions, and if you've been thinking about this as I have, um, you can maybe even help me figure this out. Like, what's what's the line mm-hmm. where we we do sacrifice the feelings of others because truth is more important? And then there's those times though where no, we just need to we just need to love comfort on them, them and comfort or them and to them yeah, or, all yeah. of that because there's dozens of examples of that where mm-hmm. I'm like no. Nothing needed to be said. They just need to be loved and comforted. So just processing that. Mm-hmm. So um, movie recommendation I thought of. Oh, yeah. Since you talked about the uh, attitude during the concentration camp. Mm-hmm. Many of you have probably seen this. But if you haven't or if you just haven't got around to it, go for it. Life is Beautiful. Oh. It's an Italian film, I believe. Oh. And uh, It is. Oh. It's basically the epitome of that. Having a great attitude during concentration camp. It's a man and his son are in a concentration camp, and uh, he basically um, his attitude is he's trying to protect his son and make his, his son, son think that they are in a happy place. Yeah, so. so so he's basically acting with his son the whole time, being happy um, like like a fun dad would, but in the concentration camp. Just so his son can like not know the horrors going right behind them. Yeah. So he'd be like doing a funny play or like making fun of the soldiers or making a funny costume, all while in this horrible place. You know, and just to get through it all. It's an amazing film and, and a great film. You'll love it and it'll rip your heart out and stomp on it and put it back in, but it'll make you better for it. And speaking of, it's also the well, it was a few days ago the seventy fourth anniversary of D Day. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and watch them, Saving Private Ryan. Or some documentaries and yeah. uh, honor your veterans. We saw one that made me cry. I'm so sorry we missed Veterans Day. We really wanted to do a longer shout out for Veterans Day, but we we had to skip that week. So mm-hmm. shout out to the veterans now. Yeah, they always deserve. They always shout deserve outs. it. They all deserve it. I tell you what, man. Shout out to my grandpa, my dad, both my grandpas, mm-hmm. and uncle. So many men in my family that nobly served when i was younger my dad didn't go to 
anywhere the war any wars or the army um but when i was younger i asked him i was like hey dad did you ever go to war i'm talking like really young and he's like no i said well if you would have you would have (laughs) won he would have won all the wars he would have won all the wars (laughs) that shows you how much i think of my dad so oh yeah he was great. He probably could have too. He probably could have yeah, won. Yeah, he war. probably could have yeah. won the war. <laughs> he build stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so so go love a veteran today as well. Go love a veteran today as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, watch some good documentaries and remember why our country is as great as it is. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not. I'm not allowed to say our country's great right now, right? Because. Someone who shall not be named says that. <laughs> no, he says, make America great again. You said America is great. So oh, it was okay. different. Because and before you want to spit no. on America, just maybe also watch a documentary about other parts of the world. <laughs> and then calm the H down. <laughs> America's cool. We have our flaws, believe me. Oh, yeah, we do. But it's still the best country in the world. Mm-hmm. Let's go be patriotic today. Go grill some hot dogs. <laughs> Drink some juice out of a bottle because, dang it, it's America. We can do what we want, say what we want. Hug a veteran while eating your hot dog, <laughs> pouring juice over both of you. Uh-huh. Because and wearing this... your American flag bald eagle shirt. Heck yeah, man. Heck yeah. <laughs> Go veterans. Go veterans. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, oh, follow us at... <laughs> oh, right. I'm that, that Chris Cloud... I'm at Natalite. And tell your Android friends or anybody else who doesn't have iTunes that you can find our podcast at staringatfire.com slash a couple thoughts. Mm-hmm. Or just go to staringatfire.com and you can see it there, the tab. Uh, it's all going to be there, too. So everyone is welcome to listen. And uh, please have conversations and join the conversations. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd like to hear your thoughts after hearing our couple thoughts. See what I did there? That was nice. I liked that. Okay. Love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, bye, bye.